God wants to help us prosper. And sometimes it'll be, okay, I'm just going to move this object away from you. (laughs) Or sometimes it's going to be a discipline. Sometimes he's going to come and say, no, you did a bad thing. And I'm going to have to let the consequences of your sin teach you that you need to stop doing this. And that's just such a loving father that we have. And that gives me so much hope and, like, just peace that I can go to him and know that it's full of love, full of grace, full of understanding, and that I can totally trust him. But, yeah, that's what I wanted to share. Amen. 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 I'm going to continue the cat talk for a little bit. When Jesse was sharing that with me, I was I was even you know after she knocked over the plant the other day, it just making me think too of how far uh, how the younger one has come. We adopted her in like October of this last year, but she uh, was a little bit different than the cat that I've had for three years, in that she was like a feral cat uh, before we had adopted her, and so she had kind of lived the first four or five months of her life, you know, on the streets. Fighting, you know, fighting for food and not knowing, you know, where the next meal was going to come from. And you can kind of see that even in her attitude. And, and I think, she, you know, there had been some abuse there at some point. She got a little, like, she's missing a little piece of an ear. And, and so that kind of reflected when we first brought her into the house. She didn't really know what to do. She was very timid. She was like, I don't know who these people are or what this new surrounding is. And she kind of spent the first couple of weeks, like, huddled under like a futon in our guest room, and it was, you know, we would try to coax her out with treats, and, and, but it was, you could tell she was kind of trembling in fear, hidden in the corner. I had to, like, lay down and fully stretch out my arm to get anywhere, like, near touching her, and you, can, you could tell she was scared, and kind of since then, you know, fr- from there, she started to get more comfortable being around us, and she still didn't want us to pet her, but she was like, okay, I trust that these people aren't going to try to hurt me, so I'm okay being out and about in front of them. Uh, and then, you know, it kind of moved on from that to, okay, now I enjoy, like, I trust these people. I want them to, like, pet me. Now she'll come up and, you know, kind of, hey, ask them for pets. She was bad at it first. She would try to, like, rub, the cats would normally rub up against your leg. But she would do it from like a foot away, but like make that motion. Like, I want you to touch me, but I'm still not really sure how this is going. Um, but, but now, you know, I'm able to pick her up some, which was, you know, not a thing for a while. She, she's comfortable coming in, lying in, in our bed or, or lying about the house. It's been cool to see her kind of let go of the, the fear and the timidity and be able to see that we are there to help her and, and her trusting us. And not having to worry about her food. When we first used to fill her food dish, she would eat the whole thing immediately because I think she was used to that being scared to not knowing where it was going to come from. So it's like, mm-hmm. I need to eat all this right now because I don't know if there's going to be more. Mm-hmm. Um, but now she's kind of comfortable leaving something in there. Like, I know this is going to be here when I come back, or if there isn't any more because the other cat, like, I can go bother them and they'll give me some more. Like, she'll jump up in bed and wake us up and be like, hey, I need food. <laughs> if that's the case. But it's, it's just been cool to see that development as she's been able to, to grow in her trust and her relationship with us. Yeah. And I think it's the same way, you know, with, with our relationship with God. Um, you know, we're talking about he makes me lie down in green pastures. And, 
you know, we've been reading this book about the, the Shepherd's Guide to Psalm 23, and you know, reading that chapter uh, was really interesting to me because the the person who wrote it was a shepherd, so he's talking about dealing with sheep and the idea of in order for a sheep to lie down in green pastures, like there needs to be certain things in place. He kind of laid out four four points, which I'll go over briefly. Talk about them needing to be free of fear, because sheep are timid, kind of like <laughs> our cat was. Uh, you know, there can be predators. They don't really have a good form of self-defense. It's pretty much just run away. <laughs> they don't have sharp claws or things to be able to defend themselves from, from predators. Uh, they need to be free from friction with each other. Uh, sometimes, you know, they can butt and fight and, and claw over over resources or, or places in line, you know, with one another. Yeah. Uh, they need to be free from pests and, and torments and bugs and those kind of aggravations. And they need to be free from hunger. Uh, and it, sheep don't really have the ability to take care of those things on their own. Mm-hmm. Only the shepherd can kind of provide those things so that they can be able to, uh, you know, lie down and, and enjoy the, the green pastures. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, being in, in Israel, uh, I, I went to Israel a couple of years ago. It's not a lot of green just naturally. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's a pretty dry, arid type of place. Mm-hmm. And so even the idea of creating uh, you know, he was talking about the idea of creating green pastures is something that the shepherd has to put in a lot of work, like mm-hmm. ripping up rocks and roots and uplifting the soil, laying down new seed, watering it, taking care of it so that, you know, when that little bit of rainy season does come, it will grow into a, a lush green pasture where there's, right, you know, enough to be able to feed mm-hmm. and help the sheep grow. That the sheep can survive on sparse land, but God doesn't want us to survive. He wants us to thrive mm-hmm. uh, in the same way that the shepherd wants us to thrive. Yeah. And it's the, the, the point of needing to lie down uh, in the green pastures, they even explain, as being a necessary part in order to be able to kind of grow and, and thrive. Mm-hmm. That if you're constantly you know, in fear of anxiety or hunger or, or worries, Tests, things in your life that are, that are bothering you, that it takes away from your ability to thrive. That when we can uh, be filled up <laughs> with God and be able to, to lay down, it, it makes a huge difference. He's talking about the sheep that are constantly up and agitated and fighting with one another and not laying down, how they're much lighter in weight. Uh, you know, if you want a good, fat, healthy sheep, <laughs> there needs to be that ability to just lay down and, and take a rest. And that, you know, we, we have that same <laughs> need. And the only way, you know, I've found in my life that I can find that rest uh, is, is through God. You know, he mm-hmm. talks about Matthew 6, about don't worry about what you're going to eat or what you're going to wear, because God's going to take care of those things. But seek mm-hmm. first his kingdom, and, and, you know, those things will be given to you as well. And I think, I think of the times when I've been able to not worry about those things, God really has taking care of it, and I've been able to thrive. But there's also times that I take my eyes kind of off of God, and, and you start to worry, and I, I felt much less, you know, at peace. I think we've had a lot of crazy things in the last couple of years just in our uh, getting married and getting engaged and just dating life up to, to being married. We've each lost parents and gone through, you know, I've gone through, like, job <coughs> transition that, you know, still has 
ongoing, just a lot of things that can be easy to distract and easy to to worry. But I find the times that I'm getting in my word and I'm being able to, to pray and draw near to God, that I'm not thinking about those things. I'm yeah. thinking about the times and all the different crazy things that have happened in my life before, like it's, mm-hmm. and the ways that God has carried me through. The author of this book talks about how the, the sheep, their anxiety is calmed when they see, just by seeing the shepherd. Mm-hmm. They, they feel that, that ease. Uh, okay, I don't have to worry about something coming to take me. He's here. He's going to protect me. He's going to protect me. And it's the same way in our relationship with God. When we truly see God for, for who he is as the good shepherd, the person who's already, you know, in, in Acts 17, it talks about how God's chosen the times and places that we're going to be. And right. he's already done so much work that we don't even know about to, to get us to where we're going. And it, it's, it's so reassuring that Amen. Even though all these, you know, animals have come to take me away, or these storms have happened, that mm-hmm. He's there, uh, providing that shelter, providing mm-hmm. that safety, and that when mm-hmm. I'm feel like I, I'm connected to God and I have that gratitude for, and I can see what He's done, that that's mm-hmm. truly the times that I'm able to to thrive. I mean, mm-hmm. there, were, there was a time in my Christian walk I've been a disciple for 16 years that I I had walked away from God, and I think a big part of that was just a lack of gratitude. It was a similar time of storms and things happening, but I didn't, you know, I, I kind of let that take my attention and my focus instead of looking at the shepherd, you know, I got caught up with looking at, at everything else around me. Uh, and I think that the biggest thing that I learned in ultimately coming through that and God doing all kinds of things to, to bring me back was that it's that sense of gratitude and the, the constantly looking to God realizing the, the work that He's done, realizing that He He is that He is my shepherd that's taking care of me the same way that you know our cats trust me to, and Jesse to take care of right. of them so she's more comfortable. Yeah. You know, it, it, it is when you know, things things can really Amen. rock. And I think yeah, I'm just grateful for you know having that perfect shepherd that, that, that wasn't lazy, that didn't let the fields just rot away and make me survive on scraps, but it right. was gone, tried to root, you know, the, the bad things out of my life and, and put me in a, in a position to really be able to, to thrive. And, and I think of Philippians 4, you know, 10 to 13, that you know, I've learned to be content no matter the circumstances. And, and, and I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. Like, I can do all things through him. When those storms come, I know that I have a, a good shepherd there. That he's already given me green pastures to lie in. I, I just need to, to make the choice to follow his voice to to those places. That, right. Yeah. You know, sometimes uh, I thought it was interesting that the, the shepherd in the book talks about how sometimes certain sheep will choose to like eat the inferior grass or the, the inferior things around them instead of following to kind of the, the green passion. I think about the ways that I can do that in life sometimes and look to, you know, inferior things like my my job or comparing myself to people around me and that that's mm-hmm. those are things meant to take our focus away from God. Yeah. You know, the, the kind of state you use is that when you can get through that and, and do it the way that God designed it and looking to him that it's it's truly the, the superior you 
right? I think of you know, the Israelites in the desert. God, God gave them food every day. He didn't like give them the, the abundance up front. He's like, I want you to be able to rely on me. But he was always there. He was there as, a, as the cloud and as the fire. And you know, if they, they relied on him, you know, he brought manna every day to, to feed them and to take care of their needs. And that he does the same thing in our life. He's always there. Sometimes we look away and we don't see it. But mm-hmm. if we take the time to uh, reflect on who God is and the character and the things that he's done for us before, it gives us the confidence to know, you know we have a good shepherd who can take care of those needs and that as long as we rely on him, that we're going to be Amen. We're going to be right. God, thank you for uh, who you are, God. Thank you for being the, the perfect uh, good shepherd, God. Thank you for doing so many things to, to, to get our lives to, to where we are, God, that we don't even know about. So many behind-the-scenes things that you do to, to keep us safe and to, and to help us thrive. Uh, mm-hmm. and I just thank you for uh, Jesus being the perfect mm-hmm. example of that, God. That, mm-hmm. that, you know, John 10 says you know, he didn't come the thieves come to kill and destroy, but he came so that we could have life and have it to the full. Mm-hmm. And that when you know, we look to you, God, and we see you for who you are, and we are in our close proximity and relationship with you, God, that that is how we can truly have the abundant life, that we can thrive, that we can be able to relax and lie down and, and cast off the, the worries of this world. Um, uh, thank you for the cross and being able to just take out sin from our lives, that we don't have to trip over those roots anymore, mm-hmm. uh, but that you've, you've called us into the promised land. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just thank you for this, and it's your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen.
That was great. Zach, did you, I thought I thought Lane was going to come up and uh, do a little instrumental for us, but uh, I don't know if we were just. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for him. I was like, I love Lane. I thought he was deep in meditation. <laughs> but that's probably a good sign. that Lane is caught up in the community, you know. That's <laughs> thinking he was going to be doing you know, some performance. Guys, it's great to be together this morning. It's great to have uh, you know friends and, and and family and neighbors with us. It's uh, great to have some. Some uh, uh, those of you who are, who are visiting, and I really appreciate Zach and Jesse just for mm-hmm. just for uh, sharing this morning and uh, sharing for community. You know, we're, we're going to have a lot of guest speakers this summer, and it's going to be right. a lot of you who are coming to uh, to um, just kind of give us you know your perspective. It just helps, I think, so much just to build our community yeah. when we get to see from one another's eyes mm-hmm. and get to know people like or you know get to know. Things about our lives, like Abby the cat, you know, <laughs> and it's different, just different perspectives that kind of help the scriptures to come alive. Yeah. And so I want us to have a little bit of a response, though, because you know, as we listen to the word, as we listen to each other share, you know, there's something about it talks about in Deuteronomy six, where mm-hmm. you know, really internalizing God's words uh, oftentimes involves just conversation. Mm-hmm. Where we get a chance to share our perspective and to share what something meant to us, it kind of helps. It kind of helps us to connect the dots. It helps us to internalize. It helps us to kind of to kind of develop our own thinking around, yeah. you know, uh, what we what we what we learned or what we heard, you know, from from, from the scriptures. Because sometimes they're really big, kind of, you know, overwhelming concepts. and not quite sure how to how to uh, internalize them or how to sort of process them. And so it just helps sometimes just for us to. To share our own perspective, but was there any, you know, kind of response or any thoughts that kind of came around as you're listening to what uh, what uh, Jesse and Zach shared with Psalm 23? I think uh, so. Did Katie? She, she wanted to share before you, Ryan. Is that what? Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I think uh, this what really impacted me was how much the shepherd had to put in to make things green mm-hmm. because. Our state is like disgustingly green now. <laughs> like, <laughs> in a good way. Disgustingly like, green. I get a headache looking outside. Like literally, like we're in the middle of the woods, and you just you only see green. Like today it was green and gray. That's all we saw all day. And it's like yeah, green pasture right there. How hard is this? <laughs> but in the middle of a desert, it's an entirely different thing. And I feel like I lost the. I've never considered that before. That like it isn't a green country. Like you, the shepherd had to go out there and like do work, mm-hmm. make it green. Yeah. Or move his yeah. flock to Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just the, just the effort that the shepherd puts in to provide for us. Yeah. yeah. It's not just sort of something that's automatic. That that he's really really engaged in that. And really and really generous. In that. That's great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Yeah. Kind of going off of that, I think. Me, I appreciated the pointing out how the shepherd has to work hard for the sheep to lie down, like weeding and mowing and moving rocks. And I might be thinking about this in the wrong way, but I'm not like Carolyn who likes to weed. I hate weeding. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> that's all I've been doing these past couple months it feels like (laughs) trying to weed and pull grass and move rocks and it's just it's so hard 
So I really appreciate that Zach pointed out that he has done the hard work to prepare so that way I can prosper. And so thinking about it in that way, um, thinking about like the plants that I'm going to plant, like they don't know the hard work I've put in so that way they can grow big and strong. Same with, I don't know what God has moved away from my life obstacles yep. so that way I can prosper. So I just love that thought. Yes, that's great. That's great, yeah, Peter. Well, it is spring because I mowed twice this week, so that's a, <laughs> that's a sign of spring in the <laughs> um, It really strikes me that the sheep don't think about the pasture. Like, you know, the shepherd makes them to lie down in green pastures, so they aren't worried about it a bit. Like, they're not struggling, well, you know, I'm worried, if the, is the pasture really going to be green enough for me? Is it all going to work out? They're just able <clears throat> to, I just like how he started off just talking about how the shepherd you know, they had to be free of fear, free of friction, free of pest, free of hunger. Mm-hmm. But it didn't strike me that they worried about it. Like they just, they just knew, they knew the shepherd, and they could rely on him. And that's something I've been <clears throat> thinking about this week. Just, you know, it, God is able to do more than we can ask or imagine. Mm-hmm. And uh, just how the, the the sheep were able to do more because they just didn't. I mean, literally didn't think about it. They they trusted in the shepherd and. That's really mm-hmm. such a great example, you know, for me to really just, in spite of everything, just trust in the shepherd. It'll be okay, you know. Yes. It may look like it's stick mm-hmm. season. I don't know where that where you're seeing all this green stuff because it's just <laughs> starting to turn green. But <coughs> if you long for it, come mow. You know, there's plenty of mowing slots available at my house. <laughs> but even just looking forward to what God is going to do. Yeah. You know, even even if the pastures are brown at some times, you, you know, sheep were trusting that. They would be green and yeah. they would do well. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah, I, I find it interesting. You know, sheep don't have to live up to a whole lot, right? And you know, in the, as a human, our duality is kind of interesting because we have this Father who's the perfect shepherd, and then we have ourselves who we sometimes shepherd others. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you know, I'm hearing Zach say, you know, like, well, you do a lot of work just to give that more than just survive. Mm-hmm. You know, and, mm-hmm. and I think of God in that way, and I'm like, wow, that's true because I, in God I had so much more than I ever would have had, mm-hmm. and I don't, and I oftentimes just kind of take that for granted because mm-hmm. I don't have spiritual starvation going on. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the other part of that is like when we are shepherds ourselves for others, like the heart is really to serve and to give and to love, mm-hmm. and when I connect it to, I'm like, oh, that's why, mm-hmm. and it really kind of like. Right rounds things out for me and makes me understand like okay this is a labor of love I mean a shepherd loves the sheep a shepherd isn't just there go well this is my job you know just like Zach I'm sure loves his cats right Zach yeah okay so so I I think of this duality and I'm like wow like so all this is really motivated by love and I don't always understand it I don't always grasp it but it's always there and that's just amazing to me yes yeah, I just kind of wanted to build on that because there was a point that I wanted to mention that just slipped my mind when I was up there. You were talking about that, how that love is always there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's true of us, but sometimes we don't see it. And so when I was talking about, you know, the cat at first, not like it, it was true the moment we adopted her that we were going to make sure that she was fed and taken care of. But like it took her a while to realize that. And mm-hmm. It's kind of the same way. Like, got it is doing that with me even in those moments that I don't realize it, but that 
sometimes we're slow to pick up on those things that God mm-hmm. is doing, but it doesn't mean that He hasn't been doing it and had that plan from mm-hmm. the beginning. Yeah, yeah. That's really true. Yeah, I was reminding myself of something when you said, you know, how do we, how do we, how do we find that rest? And you said, well, it's going to God. And I, and I think some of the things I, some of the, one of the things I wrestle with a lot is just self-reliance for things that I feel like I should be responsible for. Like God is looking to go, dude, provide for yourself. Step up, you know, do something kind of thing. And I know there's that part of it in terms of taking responsibility for what I can take, what I need to take responsibility for. But I think what you said in terms of just, you know, there's, there's a number of Psalms, even in Psalm 23, it says he restores my soul. Mm-hmm. And how, it's, you know, my soul finds rest in God alone. And I think when it comes to anxiety, when it comes to some of those spiritual that spiritual unrest that I feel, that spiritual lack of nourishment that I feel sometimes, mm-hmm. is that the only place to get that is is with God. Amen. And I think as a very self reliant you know human race, we you know we can go and work out, we can go and you know eat a good meal, we can go and you know have good thoughts, but those aren't God. And for soul rest, I need to go to God. You know, mm-hmm. Sue sent me out of the house the other day again. Think to go and pray. <laughs> <laughs> Every now and then, when I'm feeling anxious or I'm going through stuff, she said, "You know, it might be a really good time to go out and yeah. get some time with God." What do you think? <laughs> and it's, it seems so basic, but for me, I get I can so easily get away from that. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, when I go out and pray, go on a prayer walk, go out and really just you know just mm-hmm. just bare my heart to God, I come back always mm-hmm. feeling revived and nourished on a on a, on a soul on a spiritual mm-hmm. level. I was going to say, I was sitting next to Steve going, I feel like Zach, and I know God was like, was at our, was at our house yesterday when I came home. Because um, it was just like, so much of what you said, like, really tended to my heart. Because I was telling Steve, I'm like, I realize I need manna, like, every day. Like, and I only have the strength to just face these things, like, each day that we're going through. And, uh, and it just hit me a lot, because... All the passages that you brought up were stuff. I was like, God is saying, Sue, you have enough strength for today, but guess what? Tomorrow you're going to need strength tomorrow. So just hold on to what I can give you today. And we were talking a lot about that issue of daily and how much God is constantly saying, you know, I, I got you today. Guess what? Don't worry about tomorrow because I'll take care of you tomorrow. And I was reading to Steve yesterday how my translation in the passage Bible says, refuse to worry about tomorrow. <laughs> I just needed that, like, refuse so you can't do anything about it. Right. But deal with each challenge that comes your way one day at a time. So I was out in the trails yesterday singing that old song from the God film, Day by Day. <laughs> and just how much I needed it with a lot of the challenges going on in my family right now. And when you hear bad news, and just go, nope, okay, I'll live in the present, got to live today. And then your whole message made me think of um, First John 3, so we could set our hearts that rest in his mm-hmm. presence. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, so my other theme in life from all this is breathe and believe. Breathe and believe. Like, <laughs> you know, like, I, literally, I was out in my, when I, I could tell her I'm not breathing because my watch will say breathe. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh. But literally, a few times this week, I'm like, all of a sudden, my watch would pop up and it would say breathe. And I just was realizing I was just like, like, I was like holding on so tight instead of talking to God and working it through and, and you know so anyway the issue of rest as his his little sheep now last me but anyway so I wanted to talk we're going to talk about our calendar right? so, so one real quick thing before we talk about our calendar 
Because I want everyone to take out their, their device, okay, their phone. So what we're trying to do a little bit is to conserve paper. I know this is a real concern of Katie's. Yesterday I sent out an email with our calendar on it. So if you could kind of find that, scroll to it. The subject line is worship celebration today at the Hilton and our spring summer calendar. So if you could take, scroll there, take that out, and open up that little Word doc <laughs> of the calendar for the summer. We're going to go through this just a little okay, bit. Okay, but just as you're doing that, so yesterday, after Steve and I had our deep talk that Zach just helped tend to, in my own soul, yes. he, he was like, babe, it's time. So we went and got tacos. Taco, Taco Gordo. And then we went down to North Beach <coughs> going, it had started. The summer <laughs> is starting. But I think that's the thing about our calendar. Like, I love what Steve has kind of across living the good life, inspiration, celebration, connection. I think that that's what we're trying to make sure our family calendar represents us, that there is that sense of inspiration, celebration, connection. And I definitely felt it yesterday. Yeah, All the Boy so Scouts were out there from around, like, tri-counties. It's like little tents everywhere. I'm like, oh my gosh, we live in Vermont. This is amazing. <laughs> so anyway, that stuff is coming. And, uh, and hopefully it's a reflect on the calendar or you guys can certainly add what you think in your own small groups that your own spice of life to add to the calendar. Yeah. So if you'd like a book, we've got still some books available back here on this table, the uh, Shepherd book. It's uh, super helpful and uh, just kind of a simple study of Psalm 23. It's really, really... Um, <coughs> I know, it's really empowering. It's great. And then we've also got some invitations for church. And um, and they do say connect, inspire, celebrate. Because we really want our Sunday mornings to be a, a, about that. And really connecting with God and one another and getting inspired. All right, so because do you want me to share a highlight? Or are you are we trying to go and so, and so we're going to go through the calendar here just a little bit. And we've already, we're already into it in the middle of May. But we're stoked about our calendar. So we just want to, want to share and kind of connect everybody to our, to our plans this uh, spring and summer. Okay, well, it was really cool being hosted by um, the awesome crew over at the Leap's house and the Leap small group because I love last Wednesday getting to bring our favorites. We were That was sort of the assignment to bring whatever is your favorite, you know, your favorite food, favorite something, favorite favorite uh, memory. Favorite. It was just really special, you know. It's love Vermont midweeks, build-ups we call them. We call them build-ups, not midweeks. Because it is just that opportunity to, like, go have a bonfire and... And I love that that's kind of what we're trying to do each month is making sure a different um, small group gets to host it and plan it and bring your own special flavor and flair because all of us have a lot of different kind of special things. So that um, is on the calendar. And then next week, I'll just talk about next week and then you can take over. Um, So next week, we're going to split up uh, men and women after we come in for a couple songs. And Brenda Ness is going to speak to the women. And... um, and her husband is going to speak to the men. And we gave Brenda this topic. He leads me because she was feeling like, I don't really like being led. So we're like, all right, why don't you do that with Brenda? So, and she was really actually fired up about it. So we look forward to hearing that. And then afterwards, in the um, ballroom or, or in the um, boardroom, we're going to have a Titus II luncheon. We had one a, a couple months ago. for, And Titus II women basically are any women that are kind of veteran women that are probably older than 40. So if you want to come, you're invited. And it's a lot of talking about our strengths and just ways that we can help the younger generation just get some good time to fellowship there. So all are invited to that luncheon from 12 to 1 afterwards. And then Steve will have a meeting with um, the guys that are in his Lead for Life crew 
and yeah. Yeah, so that will be kind of a combination for the women. It will be a lead for life, small group uh, leader, women, and the Titus II uh, women. And then for the men, the lead for life will just be uh, just the guys who uh, lead the small groups. And um, are you raising your hand, Kate? No, sorry. Okay. You're just... Yeah, so so we've got some fun things coming up. Of course, the first Sunday of the month, we uh, always meet in our, our life teams. And really the idea there is, you know, in the New Testament times, in the first 300 years of Christianity, there were no church buildings. Mm-hmm. Where did they meet? They met in homes. That was sort of the, that was the, that was the headquarters <coughs> for spiritual development was the home. That's right. And there's so much power there. And guys, we found a place literally that's big enough for all of Vermont to meet at the same time. You know what it's called? Our homes. And so we've got plenty of room. We don't have to worry about finding some big facility. We got our homes. And there's so much power when we're when we just have celebration, inspiration, connection times in our homes. And it's and it's God working in us to go, wait a minute, we don't need some big ornate building. To, to walk with God and to experience right. God mm-hmm. as friends and as family. Right. We can do it right in our homes. And so that's really the idea behind us. The first Sunday of every month, we're meeting in our small groups. And that happens in homes. It happens in parks. It happens in orchards. It happens out in all the green, lush places of Vermont. And so we're really encouraging everyone just to get creative mm-hmm. with their Sunday mornings, the first Sunday of the month. The first week of the month, we have our men and women's uh, midweeks. It's exciting. Uh, a lot of times on Friday, our different ministries will meet, whether it's the married ministry or young professionals or the campus ministry. Uh, by the way, we have some graduations coming up next Sunday. This coming weekend, Kayla for one and Jeannie for another. And so we're so excited about that. And so you can be praying about our graduates and just uh, congratulating them on a job well done. You made it. Yeah. That's awesome. Right. Incredible. And so you can look through this, through, through the calendar. We've got a lot of really great guest speakers. Thanks so much, of, so many of you, for volunteering to speak uh, on Sunday mornings. We can't wait. It's going to be exciting. And uh, for some of you who've opened up your homes, we, do, or we are planning, for example, to uh, meet over at the Neff's new place in Montpelier uh, for a, uh, we're calling it the, um, where is it? We're calling Summerfest. It the, uh, Summerfest. Summerfest. <laughs> or you guys should see this view. It's a view like a few others oh up there in Montpelier. Mm. Then we've got some fun things in August coming up. We've got the Vision Conference. We've got, uh, uh, we've got uh, some things like the... Uh, gosh, I'm having a hard time reading my, my device. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got also coming up... Oh, no, I know I'm good. I think, uh, he needs an iPad. We've got some other really cool stuff coming up. <laughs> 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 I've I didn't put it on there, but yeah, it's coming back. Um, it's going to be a great summer. Let's enjoy the summer. God has blessed us oh so much. And uh, even if it doesn't involve, you know, Taco Gordo, um, you know, tacos, it's, it's still a good, it's still a good uh, summer. But the good thing is it does involve tacos. <laughs> okay, let's go ahead and stand. We've got a couple of songs we're going we're gonna to close with. Right. And then um, we'll be on our way. Thank you, Zach. Amen. Well, we will wrap it up. Um, I just wanted to put it out there real quick. If anybody uh, would just take some time to say a prayer for my mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's come down with uh, pneumonia. So uh, <coughs> first COVID, then pneumonia. And it's, it's okay right now. It's looking okay. But extra prayers would be awesome. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
All right, let's uh, let's wrap up. We're going to sing unto Thee, O Lord, and then following that, we got one more song. We'll do this one, unto Thee, O Lord. Uh, one hundred in your songbook, and the man will begin, and then one more response. Unto Thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. Oh, my God, I trust in Thee. Let me not be ashamed, let my enemies triumph over me. Let none that wait on Thee be ashamed. Let none that Oh, my God, I trust in Thee. Let me not be ashamed, let not my enemies triumph over me. Remember not the sins of my youth. Remember It's a special song. It's not your songbook, but easy to follow along to. Here we go. Lord, the people praise you. Lord, the people praise you. Lift you up and raise you. Lift you up and raise you. You're the one, you're the only one. 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 You
if we had ten thousand tongues, we would praise you with every one. We would praise you with every one. You are the Holy One. You are the Holy One. Thank you. 